every property purchase comes with costs beyond deposit and the mortgage. This often trips first-time buyers up. They assume that the money they've saved will stress so far, only to find that they run into problems later on. In today's episode, I'm going to go through the five important taxes that you will need to pay. So, put them as well into your calculation when it comes down to budgeting the amount of capital for any property purchase. Let's get started. There is this big trend growing and revolutionizing the entire real estate market on what to invest, where to invest, and how to invest to grow your wealth. By shifting your investment from purely local to overseas as well, it just opens door for you to expand your wealth and benefit, both the visible ones and non-visible ones. Hi, this is Renee. For the past decades, I help early-stage investors and business owners to find the ideal property investment abroad that align with their financial goal. Today. I teach as well in my academy the necessary principles and skill sets on property investment. But it isn't that long ago that I lacked the experience and confidence to do so. During my journey in helping investors navigate their right investment path, I observed changes on market trends, missing components on investment assessment, expensive mistakes and sometimes even traps that most investors have come across which can just be avoided only if someone have reminded them. That's why I create this Overseas Property Investment Made Easy podcast to give you up-to-date insights, tips and investment strategies so that you can make well-informed and educated decisions on what to invest based on your very unique situation. If you are new to property investment, or if you have already the experience to invest but are now looking for inspirations and insights for your next investment move this very timing, you are in the right place. Now, let's just get started. So that's the case. You've budgeted in the capital on hand to buy your dream home or a dream apartment. Then somebody comes up and asks, so what? There are additional costs involved in buying the property? Well, yes, hell it is. You need to pay for legal fees, lenders fee, and sometimes building inspection fees. But then all of this I'm not the most critical one. The most critical one is the stamp duty that's likely to burn the biggest hole in your bank balance. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's the very first expenses that you would need to keep in mind when it comes down to buying property. That's number one, stamp duty. So what is it? Well, stamp duty is the amount of tax you pay on any property or land purchase, whether we're talking about freehold or leasehold. In some countries, you are subject to a flat rate based on the property's transaction price, whereas in some other countries, 
you might be subject to a progressive taxation. So, as a general rule of thumb, the stamp duty will need to pay within a short period of time after the transaction is sealed. Sometimes you might pay a portion of it once you have signed the prelim sales purchase agreement, and sometimes you might only need to pay for the whole amount when you complete the deal. So, for example, in Australia. You will need to settle the stamp duty within 30 days. However, in some countries, there is a grace period on settling the full stamp duty, especially on projects under development stage. That's why it is important for you to check with your lawyer. Okay, check with the lawyer and see what kind of money or what. How much the money you will need to be prepared when it comes down to buying the property? This is actually very important, especially if you are not only buying for yourself, but you are looking at it as an investment, because that affects the investors' cash flow. So, we investors, when we look at the deals, we look at how much we put in and how much we get out of it. If you are more of a buy to let approach, that's fine. But still, you need to be prepared. But if you are more after a buy to flex approach, or you're getting into development site or project, looking to resell it to individual buyers later on, then all of these play a role in the cash flow game, in the numbers game, and you better to nail it down, know it well. So that there won't be surprises, because once you put down a deposit, you won't want yourself to have to walk away because of negative surprises. Got me? Cool. Then let's go to number two, property tax. Property tax is the taxation which you are required to pay by the government. It is usually calculated by the value of the property, and this is usually. An annual payment. The government will do an annual valuation on your property, and you will then receive notice from the government to say, "Hey, it's time for you to pay the taxation." Well, again, this amount of tax is really different among countries. Some countries might be charging you based on a fixed taxation rate, whereas For some other countries, they might be charging you based on the progressive rate. So it's important for you to check well, okay, with the government and sometimes with the taxation department, and see what exactly is the taxation rate for your particular property. And in some cases, for example, in Macau, for my hometown, if you are having properties that are freehold, then you might be waived from paying such property tax. Coming, cool. Then, last jump to number three, capital gain tax. Now, capital gain tax is the taxable charged against the profit that you made from selling the property you bought. To make sure that you have a better idea, I'm going to give you an example, a very simple number example, so that you can run it in your head. 
any any problems, any questions, just send me an email. So let's say you have purchased a property at a million US dollar, and you have sold it out for 1.5 million US dollars. Well, simple math, you make 500k. Then this 500k will be subject to tax. That is the capital gain tax. Different countries again have different policies in place. For example, in Hong Kong or Macau, there's no such things like capital gain tax, so you can easily pocket all the money after all the other expenses. Whereas for places like Europe, for example, you might be subject to VAT as well as the capital gain tax, and the capital gain tax might be on a progressive. Um, taxation rate. So this is something that you might want to check as well with your accountant and lawyer. And here, I want to point out with you that the capital gain tax is a significant factor that affects your returns on investment. The higher the rate of capital gain tax, of course, the lower the returns, and the less money is going to go back in your pocket. That's why a more experienced investor might look for alternative. Tax-friendly structure to hold the property, and this is something that you might want to talk to your accountant and lawyer at the very first place. Because the bigger the portfolio is, the capital gain tax involved is going to be big. So, to give an example, um, if you are using a tax-friendly structure like a company structure, chances are. There is a better way to handle the amount of taxation you might eventually need to pay it out. But again, different people, different investor groups have different objective and goal. Okay, and other concerns as well. When we're talking about ownership, or when we're talking about mortgages. So these is just to give you a highlight on the numbers of taxes that you will need to consider. But if you come down to a more sophisticated, a more grander、um, approach and plan, it's better for you to talk to your investment coach and talk to your lawyers and accountant to come up with the most appropriate plan. Cool. Then, then number four, we're talking about the income tax. Income tax is usually taxable upon receiving the income from your property income, that is the rental, and most of the time. As I said, the property income, which is is actually calculated based on the rental income you are going to receive, whether it's a monthly income from your tenant, or maybe you are running it like an Airbnb, then it will be、um, hostel fees or weekly or daily payment from your clients. Then you might be wondering, so how will the government know about the rental I am receiving? Well, these all counts on the rental agreements you submit to the government. If you're leasing the apartments, like a normal lease, or signing an annual contract with your tenant. And here, there are two points of note. Number one, if you are using a company to hold your property, the income tax might be calculated differently. And there might be some kind of expenses deductible from income before being taxed. 
And here, I highly recommend you to talk to your accountant for better tax planning prior to any property acquisition. If you're especially if you're thinking about making a portfolio of property for lease. Number two, while it's a normal practice and responsibility for the property owner to register the lease and aligned with the government and the law of the country. Sometimes a tenant, especially some kind of corporate tenant, they will also take the initiative to do so, so that they can have the lease register as a corporate expenses. Okay, for example, if say I want a, let's say I run. A company in the overseas, and I employ some expatriates to take care of it. Of course, I'll take care of their accommodation and the company. So that lease, from my point of view, is a kind of company expenses, and I will kind of need to register it with the government to make it official, and then put it back into my company. PNL, correct. So that will be in a record with the government, and from my perspective, it's a corporate expenses, and from the government expenses, government perspective, this will be something that they will need to look into because hey, that particular apartment has been listed out, so there's income, so they will go and figure out what kind of tax they will need to tax the owner of the property. And that is something I need to remind you of. Because sometimes you want to avoid double tax, meaning that you being the owner have already reported the case. Whereas the tenant will also go to report a case. So check well with the government. What is the best approach? Is it better for the owner to notify the government first, and then provide a document to the tenant so that they can take care of the corporate expenses, or vice versa. So this is a point of note for those because I will want you to be double taxed, which will mean less returns. Got me? Cool. Then finally is VAT. So as not every country testing VAT. Okay, I have um, uh, mentioned some of the examples that some countries and places are not charging value added tax, whereas um, in more sophisticated and in more uh, well-developed places uh, with legal framework, they have VAT that is value added tax. So you might find it very common in Europe. Put it this way. So I still remember when I was first involved in property acquisition in Europe. I was surprised with the amount of VAT required because that affects the cash flow and that affects the cost of investment. For example, if you are buying a property which requires renovation work, I used to only need to put into calculation uh, on the construction cost that the contractor handed me. Whereas in Europe. Particularly, for example, when I was 
doing investment in Portugal, then you will need to factor in there's some kind of VAT involved. And that's normal. Okay, I'm just telling you that in different countries, there are different taxation systems. And you just want to make sure that you pay attention to it, you factor into the cash flow that you need to have on end, and then go do a deal. Okay, I'm not saying that it's a no-no go to places that come with a VAT because every country has a rules and every country has the opportunities. Good things, for example, when I was going into Portugal, is that the mortgage is so so much lower in terms of the interest. I mean, the interest rate, and you can get a very nice leverage of it, which I'm going to talk about in the other episode. And here, I just want to bring it out to you that all these tax elements are cash outflow, okay? And you will want to make sure that you have all these pieces in mind when you budget it yourself for any types of investment or any types of real estate purchase, especially for first-time buyer, okay? That is to reduce the surprises and stress for yourself. Got me? All right, cool. Then that is probably the five key texts that I have for you guys today. And I hope that you find them helpful. And if there's any questions, send me an email and I will try to include all the questions you have in the next episodes. And before that, Enjoy the episode and I'll see you next time.